What number is this, Chip? Episode 49. John Hughes with Good Times Coming and more monkey news. <laughs> okay, not mean like, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short. I know. You're listening to Zilch, a monkey's podcast. And now on the Zilch Podcast, we are reaching out to Rhino. Rhino headquarters come in. China Clipper calling Alameter. This is Ken Mills trying to reach John Hughes of Rhino. Uh, It's my uh, intention that the people are intending. There it is. There it is. Uh, Hey, are you guys sick of me yet? No, no, we are not. We are so glad that Rhino has a presence on the Zilch Podcast. We are thrilled that you are the the voice of Rhino and you are speaking to us. So we welcome you once again, sir. Hey, anything up? Any news? Anything going on lately? Well, there's this band called the Monkees that a lot of people wrote off a long time ago, and it seems that they're having a new album come out. Uh, yeah, it's really amazing. In case you have been living uh, in a fallout shelter the last couple of weeks, we have announced the first new Monkees album since 1997's Just Us. It's called Good Times. And it is coming out June 10th. It is up for pre-order now. At one point, it was as high as number 12 in the Amazon uh, Top 100 uh, bestsellers, which is amazing for something that doesn't have a note of music released yet. Just <laughs> overwhelming. We are so happy with the reception it's getting. The press, uh, you know, a friend of mine here at work uh, came into my office and said, you are going down in history as the man who helped get the monkeys written up on Pitchfork. Yeah, there you go. And Rolling Stone and everything else. It's not too shabby. It's amazing. And I'm here to uh, hopefully answer some questions about this new album that everyone is so worked up about, including the monkeys themselves. Especially the monkeys themselves. I guess it's no secret that you are the executive producer of this. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to be twisting the knobs in the studio. No, and let me be really clear about that. Uh, the, the producer of this album is Adam Schlesinger, yes. who, if you're not familiar with Adam's body of work, please get started. Uh, explore now. You will not be disappointed, especially if you're a Monkees fan. Uh, Adam is producing this album, and he is a full hands-on producer. He's going to craft the sound. He's uh, making the song choices along with me. Uh, working very closely with all three guys. That was a little unclear in the Rolling Stone article. It is Mickey, it is Peter, and it is Mike. All three are on the album in full participants, uh, playing playing on tracks, singing, obviously, uh, contributing songs. So, you know, it's really all the monkeys, and and that includes Davey. We have this Davey track, Love to Love, which you've all, you know, you're hardcore fans here on Zilch, so you know Love to Love Mm -hmm. from uh, Missing Links. But uh, it's going to be a new approach to Love to Love. You think you know Love to Love, you do not know Love to Love, uh-huh. as it would appear on Good Times. That's kind of cryptic, eh? Well, I, you know you know me. I like giving little teasers and then uh, letting things reveal themselves as we go on. But uh, it, it's uh, my role as executive producer is traffic cop. Uh, right. I conceptualize the thing with 
some people here, uh, the whole team, including uh, Andrew Sandoval, who's the Monkeys manager. And it, it started off with really going back to Adam, a Fountains of Wayne song called It Must Be Summer. Uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, I, I kept listening to this song and I just thought, God, that's a monkey song. It must be Hundred percent a monkey song, and wouldn't it be cool if we did a new monkeys album and Adam Schlesinger was the producer? So I just you know reached out, and what do you know? He was interested, and things started from there. Wow. Well, let me ask you about the concept or how you're handling this album because a lot of people, if they were to be a producer of a monkeys album, they might go, "Let's totally go old school." And some people like go, let's go totally modern, like Pool It, for example. This seems like it's going to straddle all of the monkey's history and now. Yeah, the direction we're going is to create a classic, timeless monkey's album, period. That's not tied to any current sound, and I'm using air quotes with current. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's how will this album sound in 1967? How did this album sound in 1977? How does this song? You could play this album in any decade, and it would fit. How, you could play it 30 years from now, and it will just sound like a classic Monkeys album. And Adam and I, and and the guys, uh, and the Monkeys themselves, we all agree. Pisces is the template. It was a con- combination of uh, songs that they contributed, along with just classic songwriters. And you know, you put on daily, nightly, today. And, you know, you could be driving your car in Silver Lake, California, and people wouldn't give you a second look. They'd be like, wow, who's that cool band you're playing? It sounds like uh-huh. Tame Impala. Um, and, and that's kind of what we're thinking here. And we had some really good classic stuff in the vault that was never fully realized, like a Carole King, a Jerry Goffin song, uh, of course, the Neil Diamond Love to Love, and a few other surprises that are going to come to light in the next few weeks that, uh-huh. you know, we thought, why not finish these? Because they still, again, timeless is the word. And also ask some of our favorite songwriters who would probably be Monkees fans if they're interested. We put the word out, and boy, we were floored. I mean, I don't know if you saw the press release that went out today where we announced that um, there is going to be a song on the album co-written by Noel Gallagher and Paul Weller. 
Wow. So, you know, you've got those guys contributing now, along with the fantastic Andy Partridge. Uh, you've got Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie. You've Zach Rogue from Rogue Wave. Uh, just some really cool... Whereas uh, Cuomo from Weezer, I mean, it's going to be amazing. It's really cool. And, you know, a lot of the Monkees fans may not realize it, but all of the artists that we're talking about and all the bands that we're talking about, whether it be Weezer or XTC... They've all had some sort of a foot in the pop world. No yep. matter how like heavy the guitars ever got or how jangly the guitars got or whatever, it's always been great pop music. And that is what the Monkees have always been great pop music. It, 100%. That's, you, you, get it, you get it exactly, Ken. And that's what we're going for. And I can suggest some examples. Like, for example, if you're if you're a fan and you're thinking Rogue Wave, I've never heard of these guys. What are they like? Check out a song of theirs called Lake Michigan. Imagine Mickey singing that, and you'll get it. You'll get it instantly. And I don't have to sell anybody on Andy Partridge writing a monkey song. I mean, you can already hear it in your head. I, I, in, and you're right. <laughs> Whatever you're imagining, it's correct. you've got uh, XTC with like Mayor of Simpleton, Mickey would have done that fantastically or... Imagine Peter Tork doing XTC's Dear Madam Barnum, which is a song about a guy resigning as clown.
song. Yeah, exactly. That would be a great song for him to do, by the way. Maybe if you have a 45 back or something, maybe. Just a suggestion. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. We, we've got so many plans for this. Uh, and now that we have seen the reaction, you know, it's just it, it's amazing. And, and we're going to go full steam ahead. This is a priority for Rhino in uh, 2016. And I couldn't be happier as uh, – and. I, I, I guess I would be a second generation fan. What does it mean when you grew up in the 70s and you were watching it syndication? Is that second generation? I'm going to say that some people call that 1.5 or something like that. Hey, I'm going to call I'm, that the second one. I'm but, the 1.5 uh, guy. There you go. And, and, I, I, and I'm so happy. And uh, I can't tell you how excited the guys are, too. Uh, you know, I have talked to them so much about this and, and they're so engaged and, and ready to go and it's all happening in the next uh, few weeks. Now, will any of the Monkees touring band be playing on the album? That's really a, an Adam call. I do think you're going to have some surprise guests playing on the album, but I don't want to speak for Adam on that. But right. uh, when you go through the credits, when you get your uh, little booklet, your CD, you'll be pleased. Now, John, we know that the name Good Times for the CD and the album is based on a song, but could you tell us who really liked that album title? Well, the title came from the Nielsen song Mm -hmm. of the same name, and we were listening to a bunch of demos, and that one really just jumped out. Mickey was singing along with it right there in the office at the top of his lungs. We were all getting into it. We were loving it. We were getting a free show. And it finishes, and just off the top of his head, Mickey says, you know what? That's the name of the album, Good Times. And I thought, the guy's right. I can't, I can't argue with that. That's what the monkeys are about, Good Times. Why not call the album Good Times? That's where it came from, right from Mickey's mouth. So that's a pretty good uh, pedigree as far as uh, picking the album title. So good job, Mickey. Yeah, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> one, one quick question. You guys tweeted something, Good Times Are Coming, back in, like, November or something like that? Yes. Was that... <laughs> did that have anything to do with this? Uh, we've known about this for a long time, so I first thing have. I want to say to all my friends and family, yes, I can keep a secret. <laughs> well, this is proof of it. Excellent. Great, great. Good Times Are Coming. Now, Adam is actually going to be shaping the sound. And uh, what direction does he have from Rhino as far as what he should deliver? Be Adam and make a classic Monkees album. That's the only direction. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't know how familiar you are with Adam's work. Uh, when he, he also is the uh, uh, executive music supervisor on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, a TV show on the CW. And they do uh-huh. two songs a week, and they're so creative and inventive. Uh, he can skip genres like nobody's business, but you know, it, deep in his heart, the guy's a power pop guy, and he's yeah. a monkeys fan, and he gets it, and that's why he's uh, spearheading this project. And of course, uh, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer—they they they actually covered uh, "I'm a Believer." Yeah, and uh, he uh, went to the same high school as Peter Tork. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, so we're finding all sorts of things out about these. Uh, these musicians and fans of the monkeys. So he sent us a nice note saying that he grew up going to that high school and he knew that Peter Tork was famous and he, and if he, if he got out of that high school and became a famous musician, so could he. 
So he really took inspiration in Peter. Wow, that's a great story. Well, let's check out Rivers Cuomo and his band Weezer doing their version of I'm a Believer. we go. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good version, by the way. So just as back in the day in the 60s, you had Carol King and Boyce and Hart and so on and so forth. These folks are respected in the same way that those songwriters were back in the day. This, this new crop of songwriters that are based in the pop world, they're as respected in many ways by the rock press. For example, you take a look at Rolling Stone, and they gave you guys an excellent write-up. Yeah, uh, it was really phenomenal how it was presented, uh, not only from Rolling Stone, but from other outlets like Stereo Gum and Pitchfork, which okay. are traditionally very indie rock-leaning, Yeah, uh, the Onion AV Club. It wasn't snarky or dismissive at all, which was 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 
really the goal. It was fantastic. It was, you know, hey, there's a new Monkeys album coming in. Look who these, look who they got to write songs for it. Uh, it's kind of amazing. And when you read these articles and they talk about the songwriting talent, they also talk about the talent of the the three monkeys, uh, and which is great because that's the goal is utilizing these new uh, hipper indie artists to introduce uh, the monkeys and their talent and their abilities to a new generation. I guess this would be a fourth generation monkeys fans in 2016. I, Fifth. I, I I just call everybody a monkey fan. There you go. <laughs> and you know the comments on social media are phenomenally positive. Uh, you know, it, it's just amazing to see and very heartening and just tells us we're going the right way. Excellent. Now, let's talk about some of the classic songwriters that are going to be represented on the album. Yeah, there is a, in, in the works, and of course, you know, the, all tentative, uh, Adam yes. has real creative control here in terms of the final track listing, but there's a Voice and Heart song that's really cool called Whatever's Right. It's, um, very much a Boys and Hearts song. You kind of hear it and you go, okay, yeah, that could have been a single. Why didn't they do that song? It's uh, it's not another Teardrop City. Like It's not another uh, Last Train in Clarksville rewrite. It's actually a really cool song in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, it just never got done. Uh, there's a song by uh, uh, Jeff Barry and, and uh, Levine. I cannot remember his first name. I'm sorry. That's really cool as well. That's probably going to make the final cut. And then there's a Carol King song called uh, "Wasn't Born to Follow," and she's recorded that, and it's been covered a few times. But uh, there was a track laid down for the Monkees that is significantly different in terms of arrangement. It's mm-hmm. very much kind of a "As We Go Along" type song, which is a little psychedelic, uh, really kind of a ballad for Mickey to stretch on, mm-hmm. uh, and very excited about all those. Uh, you know what? And I did leave. I did leave. Uh, a very important songwriter from that era, two of them out of that, and I should mention them, Mike Nesmith and Peter Tork. Yes. Both contributing new tracks to the song, to the album, rather. Uh, Mike's track, I Know What I Know, you know, it was available on Video Ranch. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's very theatrical and very uh, very much almost like a Broadway ballad that uh, he he really wants Mickey to sing it. It's not that Mike doesn't want to sing the song he wrote it and he thought you know what this will sound great if mickey sings it he's wow. always had a tremendous respect for mickey's vocal talents and abilities that's going to be really cool and peter has written a few songs for this album and he and adam are working out which ones will uh, be on the final uh, album and they're very cool uh, peter really kind of embraced the concept of creating a classic monkeys album and he his headspace was in uh, that for Pete's sake mind space. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got to write a song that's kind of like for Pete's sake, kind of that you know uh, peace is possible in this world and and very um, very much a '60s vibe. And he hit it out of the park with a few songs. And that is definitely a message that we can use now more than ever. Absolutely, and he and that's the message he wants to get across too. The lyrics are really good. That's a great message to have. And of course, you know, a Neil Diamond song, Love to Love, which you guys have probably heard from Missing Links back in the day. Mickey loves that song. We really wanted to have a Davy presence on the album that was very respectful, uh, and this was a way to do it. We're going to kind of have Mickey do some harmonizing with uh, Davy on that track. Uh, Adam's probably going to do some new instrumentation to it. Uh, it's going to really 
please the Davy fans out there. I'm definitely interested in this for sure. Now, we've talked about the songwriters. Let's talk about the personnel of the album, and that being this uh, young upstart named Mickey Dolenz and this other young guy, Peter Tork, and this other guy, you know, Michael Nesmith. What are they bringing to the table? Vocals, absolutely. We are, Adam and I are twisting Mickey's arm and uh, forcing him to play drums on a couple tracks. <laughs> wow. Uh, which he is more than up to the task. Uh, Peter, I cannot oversell Peter's instrumental ability enough. He can play anything you put in front of him. And so uh, Peter's going to come out here to California in the next couple of weeks with Mickey and Adam and sit in the studio and play and play and play. Plus he's doing vocals. And we're, we're talking to Mike next week about how he's going to contribute. Definitely going to get hit that 12 string over his shoulder and get him to play on some stuff. So uh, Mickey, when he did the Rolling Stone interview, didn't really know what Mike's full participation was going to be. And at this point, Adam and I don't know. You know, Nez is Nez. And right. we, love, we love him for that. Uh, he's very much an artist. He very much wants to believe in what he's contributing to. We're going to uh, go up there to visit him and, and work it out next week. Excellent. Great news, great news. Where did the title Good Times come from? Uh, combination. Uh, another classic songwriter that I did not mention, and I feel kind of dumb for not mentioning it, Harry Nielsen. Harry, Harry Nielsen, Nielsen wrote a track called Good Times, which was for the Monkees. They laid it down in 1968 with a certain Mike Nesmith producing, and he also plays guitar on the track, mm -hmm. Nes, and uh, Mickey loved that song so much. It was a demo that had been sitting in the Rhino vaults for decades. Um, Mickey loved it. He wants to do it. There's also a Nielsen guide vocal that was done for it. Mickey wants to do it as a duet with Nielsen. And we thought, you know what? This title, this song sums up the entire project. Why don't we just call the album Good Times? Because that's what it's about. The Monkees are about good times. You with know, an exclamation point. That's the official title. <laughs> good Times! Exclamation point. Yeah, I noticed that. I noticed yes. that. That's a great point. Now let's let's talk about the cover, if we could, a little bit, because there's some people that like it, some people that don't, and that's just the way it is with every cover. You know, you're. Uh, to me, when I saw it, this was what I would have been drawing. On you know how you used to cover your books in uh, the um, the brown paper bags, you know, for exactly. school, and that's this is exactly. the kind of thing I would have done. Yep. <laughs> we we thought. You know, here is a peek into uh, a Monkees fan's school notebook, whether they were in high school in 86 when they were on MTV or in 97 when Justice was out. Here's what they were scribbling. And here's what they were drawing. And there's something really endearing and, and very uh, Monkees about that. And to make those drawings a uh, certain iconography from the TV show was just a natural fit. You've, you've got the spaceship from uh, the Frodus caper and, you know, there's all sorts of little Easter eggs there. I think the uh, CD booklet is going to have a key so you could a glossary so you can tell what each thing is. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really cool. There's going to be a little sticker sheet that comes inside the CD that has stickers oh, wow. of the iconography. Uh, the vinyl will come with a big giant sticker sheet. So it's going to be really cool. And, you know, the album cover is polarizing. I get it. But, you know, that's great. You love it. You hate it. You're talking about it. 
to me, I look at it and I see nothing but fun. This, to me, captures the spirit of being a Monkees fan. I mean, I, I cannot tell you the times that I've drawn that Monkees logo. Yep, and, and the title reinforces that, and the first single reinforces that. You bring the summer. Yeah, yeah. What is? Tell us about Andrew Partridge's "You Bring the Summer." You've you've heard it, of course. What can you tell us about the song "You he, Bring the Summer"? He wrote it for the monkeys. The minute you hear it, you're going to go, "Wow, this is going to." You know, I don't want to. I'm the hype guy here, so forgive me. But "You Bring the Summer" is going to be right up there next to the greats it's going to be right up there next to pleasant valley sunday uh i don't i don't want to oversell it but you know it's really going to knock people's socks off it's just it's you hear it and you're like wow it's a monkey song how did this guy do it he's brilliant now if i knew anything about andrew sandoval he's going to make sure that there is a uh kick-ass booklet that comes with this right yeah, uh, and we're, we're actually working on that now. Uh, the booklet is going to have quotes from all of the uh, songwriters about what the monkeys meant to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten a few of them. They are amazing. Without giving away the store, Ben Gibbard's quote includes the phrase, it is not hyperbole to say that being asked to write a song for the monkeys is the absolute highlight of my career. Wow. So... You know, just the love for these guys is coming through, and the booklet will reflect that. And I, I also think we should talk a bit about the tour. Yes, yes, absolutely. The the tickets. I don't know when uh, this episode is going live, but the tickets go on sale the twelfth of February, which is right around the corner here. It's a fiftieth anniversary tour. Andrew's working hard on new video projections that use guess what the new hd transfers for the blu-ray so <laughs> the, the videos are going to look better than ever the set list is going to be amazing they will do new songs from the new album the tour i don't know if you noticed good times up in the upper uh, left of the tour ad map mm-hmm. uh, it is a good times tour and it just happens to be the 50th and uh some special guests <clears throat> will be joining them at select dates i think you could probably connect the dots figure out who might be joining them based Mm -hmm. on the songwriters yes Um, but you know don't count on them every day i can't promise that but you know major cities they might have some surprise guests so i if you have not seen uh the monkeys as uh mickey and peter yet please do not hesitate to get tickets because this one's gonna sell out quick with all the excitement around this album I would not hesitate. And Mickey and Peter put on a fantastic show. Actually flew up to um, Hartford to see what was supposed to be a Mickey solo show with uh, Adam Schlesinger. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter came out and did a few songs, and the crowd went nuts. We went backstage, and that's where that picture came from of the two of them with Adam. Uh, that was me and my little iPhone. And I didn't know when I took that picture that it was going to be picked up by media outlets all around the world, <laughs> or I would have uh, cropped it a little better. <laughs> so, John, what kind of merchandise is coming along with all of this? What's what's coming this year? I think everyone will be really happy to know that for the tour this year, there will be merchandise that features all four monkeys. Oh. Uh, yes, including Davey and Mike. Um, 
we've worked out some great agreements with everybody uh, to create some really compelling 50th anniversary merch that reflects the history of the band and all its members. And this is kind of uh, different than what's been. Like, for example, when you saw Davey and Peter and Mickey, you, you've got those three guys on a shirt. And then if it was just Mike and, you know, so on and so forth. So this is actually going to be a nice change of pace. Yeah, and they'll look really cool. And uh, you're also going to see some Monkeys merch in uh, retail outlets that you've never seen it before, like uh, Urban Outfitters. Mm-hmm. Um, places like that hot topic um and there is uh going to be hopefully uh, we're working it out now a monkey's kiosk at fye stores around the nation that will feature the album along with shirts and other merch so if you can't get to the show you will um have plenty of opportunity to get a really cool monkey shirt you know i think we have to mention the tour book yeah uh the tour book is going to be a 50th anniversary look back you know, I, there I can't say yet, but there will be a special surprise with the VIP packages that will become very clear in the next week. Oh man! <laughs> if, you've you've got to let us know as soon as we can, so we can get uh, it out there. You'll know the before folks. the next podcast because it'll be on the socials. Oh! <laughs> I wish I, I wish I could give you a scoop, but I cannot give you a scoop. Well. We look forward to any scoops we can get. And, uh, hey, if, if we're going to be scooped by Rolling Stone, I can live with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, that was something else. Yeah, that was a really cool article. Now, I'd like to ask you a question about two names that I'm seeing cropping up in the various articles. There's Mark Pincus and Tim Fraser Harding. Who are yeah. they and how are they related to this project? Mark Pincus is the president of Rhino U.S., Okay. Uh, my boss and well, uh, hold Tim on Frazier. a second. Hold on. We have to give proper respect to Mark Pincus. All hell, Mark Pincus. All hell, Mark Pincus. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, virtuous and Rhino. Tim Fraser Harding heads up the global uh, catalog team that we fall under, and he is Mark's boss, ah. and ultimately my boss's boss. Uh, and those two, they get the monkeys. They support uh, everything we're doing. They uh, they love what's going on 100%, 110%, and just some major promotional and marketing force going behind everything we're doing for the 50th. It would not be possible without the two of them. Uh-huh. Excellent. Great to kind of put a uh, history to the name, if you will. Yes. You know, I'm looking at the calendar right now, at, at my Rhino ca- calendar, actually, that uh, you were nice enough to send me, and thank you for that. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at it, and we're at February 8th as of this recording. And it's hard to believe that just in <laughs> a month and eight days, we've had the Dolls, we've had the Cereal Box albums, the Monkey's 50th anniversary set, the Blu-rays coming, and now this and a tour. This is the year of the Monkey's, as we've said before. Do you remember two episodes ago when I said... This was only the beginning. Yes. <laughs> was I lying? No, you're not lying. And All here's right. the thing. I think that there's even more. You're correct. There is more. I so, can't tell you yet. But oh, there come is on. Give more. me one good... One I can give good, you one... Come on. One really good thing. Yes. Uh, Let's make some know, news. You know the Monkees, the classic albums collection that came out? The, yes. The CD, the 10 CD. That's coming out on vinyl. Oh, okay. That's and cool. And each 
each disc is going to be a different color disc. Oh wow! It's very cool. Um, I just got the very test cool pressings. And it sounds phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I don't know. The last time changes was available on vinyl from us, but the new remaster sounds great. Uh, an album that kind of gets overlooked, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, changes is a lot of fun. And uh, to have that on vinyl again, it's sounding great, even though it's not from the masters because those were lost. It still sounds phenomenal. And and all of these are from the handmade uh, remasters, if you will. Correct. So that's the quality that you'll be getting, folks. Right. And I know Friday Music is doing a few other surprises uh, on vinyl that are coming later this year. So make sure you're following Friday Music on Facebook if you're a Monkees fan. And I think there's, oh gosh, some TV stuff maybe? Okay, you've got my attention. Uh, I don't know. Okay, we'll see. Uh. (laughs) That would be something, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be something? (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Now, as far as Good Times, the album, it comes out on vinyl. And it comes out on CD, and of course you'll be able to download this at probably all the various places you can. Will there be a deluxe edition? <laughs> I'm sure uh, five, ten years from now there'll be a handmade edition <laughs> uh, in that same format. You know us. We, we're, we're total... Uh, Dump out the vault. <laughs> yeah. Get Andrew uh, to work. Uh, I will say, first, I... I the CD comes out in digital uh, June 10th. The vinyl's coming out three weeks later, July uh, 1st, I believe. That's because of uh, vinyl capacity times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you really just want it on vinyl, be patient. It'll become three weeks later. The vinyl's going to sound great. It's going to be 180 grams. It's going to be awesome. Now, will that be colored uh, or is it just regular black vinyl? There might be some colored variants for certain retailers. Ah, okay. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, say no yes. more, say no more. Um, but uh, looking ahead, Record Store Day will be very important for the Monkees this year. I can't tell you what they're going to be, but something that has not been done yet. Uh, now, you already know what it is, right? I do, and you I just will can't give tell you us. a hint. All right. Uh, take a look at that classic red guitar logo. Mm-hmm. Imagine what that would look like on your turntable if it was shaped that way. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. So just you know, it's make nice sure you get in line there. early on Record Store Day. Very good, sir. What are you most excited about thus far that is happening? The album and the tour, absolutely. And those are neck and neck for me. Um, the album, obviously, I, we're really invested in and and just excited about. What I love is Adam's going into the studio uh, a week from tomorrow, and they're taking three, three and a half weeks to bash it out. And I don't say that lightly. I say that in the best possible sense. Mickey has made a comment uh, to me that, you know, hey, this is just like the old days. I'd go in and I'd record two or three vocals a night. And what he loved about that was the immediacy and the rawness of it. And there was no pussyfooting around. It was, hey, we got to make a decision. Let's go. Let's do this. 
and both he and Adam and, and Peter, are, they're all super excited about that concept as opposed to sitting in the studio and fiddling around and, how does this sound? How about this? You know, it's like, hey, we got to get this out. We have a deadline. Let's make this happen. And they're super charged up. You would not know these guys are the ages they are sitting with them and hearing their excitement about this. Uh, same thing with the tour. The tour is just, I think they're just reinvigorated and, and we're going to see some really cool stuff this time around. And I can't stress, you know, on Friday the 12th, getting those tickets the minute they go on sale because, boy, you might miss out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you mentioned the age. Uh, you said something to the effect of you wouldn't know these guys are as old as they are from the way they're working. Just looking at that tour schedule and what they've been doing this last two years, it's just insane if they're not doing straight up monkey stuff they're doing solo stuff or uh, shoe suede blues or something like or mickey's solo shows you know it's just amazing how they are able to do this uh, hey it keeps you young apparently yeah absolutely being monkeying around keeps you young yeah that's why we encourage everyone everywhere to take some time to monkey around daily <laughs> yes daily nightly daily or daily nightly very good <laughs> Now, as far as the Blu-ray set, any uh, new additions or anything you'd like yeah. to tell us about? I'm glad you brought that up. Um, one thing that the email that went out did not mention, which should be uh, mentioned, is the original pilot uh, will be on the bonus disc. And that is the original pilot with the voice and heart versions of the songs from the pilot. Um, and it's been completely remastered from a newly located 16 millimeter source so it doesn't have that red tint anymore mm -hmm. it just looks and sounds great also uh all the bonus material for 33 and a third and heads been done and edited there is some new film we found ah gosh andrew's sanders Sandoval is going to kill me for giving this away we found the footage of the boys doing the train trip to Coronado for the last train to Clarksville promotion. Seriously, that's amazing. Which is the very first Monkees performance ever. Wow. Live performance. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing. That, that First of all, that this footage exists and that we found it. That is amazing. This is fantastic. I shouldn't have told you that. Do you want me to take it out? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take my flogging. <laughs> well, you know that we here at Zilch are ready to let folks know anything you want them to know. So, Andrew, please be kind to, to join. <laughs> no, I don't think you'll have a problem with that. I think that the pre-orders have gone really well. Uh, they're flying out. Again, if you haven't pre-ordered the Blu-ray, you know, it's at the time it seemed so far away that when it got bumped to April 29th, but here we are in February, second week of February already. It's going to yeah. be here before you know it. Absolutely. I can't wait. It'll be in my uh, hot and hungry hands any day now. So yeah. This is great news. This is great. The Monkees, the complete series, is coming to Blu-ray. All 58 episodes, carefully remastered from the original 35mm prints in high definition for the very first time. Ten jam-packed discs that also include the movie Head, the 1969 TV special, 33 and a third revolutions per monkey, plus an exclusive bonus disc full of surprises. Pre-order now at monkeys.com. 
This set is not available anywhere else and is strictly limited to 10,000 individually numbered copies. The Monkeys, the complete series, on Blu-ray, only at monkeys.com. Where do we go from here? Onward and upward. I think uh, (laughs) there's just going to really be the opportunity for people to get the monkeys back on the uh, the album charts again just based on the pre-order activity there's a real good chance of this album debuting pretty high on the charts so if you could help us out pre-order yeah it's definitely pre-order will may lead to a number one yeah from your lips from my lips hey Uh, i think around the end of march we'll have the first single ready for people to hear and purchase and then we have a plan where uh, we'll have instant grats which means uh, if you pre-order it on iTunes you'll get a few of the tracks before release date as they roll out oh my yeah so uh, be on the lookout for that and that'll and be only follow- on the iTunes is, is that only on iTunes or- uh, and, and streaming partners as well uh, you know because you know we can't do an instant grat on a CD right <laughs> but- absolutely uh, you know, this is this is one release you may want. If you're a digital person, I tend to be a more of a digital person. Mm-hmm. I got to say, this is one release where I, I, you might want to buy the CD because it comes with some cool stuff that you just can't get digitally, like the sticker sheet and the booklet. They're just going to be really cool. Wow. So I'm just going to put this out to Zilch Nation, the Monkey Nation, everybody that's listening, anyone who's going to transcribe this interview wouldn't it be neat if in 2016 that the band that people made fun of you for liking not only had one of the biggest tours of the year but due to the pre-order had the one of the number one albums of the year wouldn't that just shove it right in everyone's face (laughs) wouldn't that be something wouldn't it though (laughs) i have to say you know you you make it you make it a a statement about how this is a band that people made fun of you for I don't think that's the case anymore no the, it, the no. reaction we've gotten from the songwriters I mean Noel Gallagher jumping at the bit to with Paul Weller to write a song for the monkeys mm-hmm. uh, Andy Partridge I mean I think that I think we finally as as old school monkeys fans you and I I think we finally have escaped that stigma it's it's kind of cool like the monkeys now mm-hmm very good. I'm I'm all for that. And you know, it's it, it I'm so glad that there are people that feel this way because the monkeys have always been about great pop music and that's no different than the Beatles and you know, so many other great bands that came out of the 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s and even now, you know, the the best the best music in my opinion is pop music. I know that for myself when I'm for example working, I want something that is not going to weigh me down or bring me down. And the monkeys always pick me up. Yeah, I mean, good times. Good times. So good times are coming from Rhino. Good times are coming from the monkeys. Good times are coming from people at Rhino like John Hughes. And we want to thank you for being on this episode of Zilch. And we look forward to many more appearances this year from you. And uh, let us know what's up because we will let the folks know. I will. And Ken, Ken, let me mention also, um, 
I may be the the resident monkeys talking head here at Rhino, but there's an entire team that is responsible for all this, and every single person is doing their part to really blow this thing up and make it one of our priority releases. And I appreciate every single person on the Rhino team, and I most of all Mickey, Peter, and Mike. I appreciate them so much. That is fantastic to hear. And while we're at it, I would like to say on behalf of myself and everybody at Zilch and all the Monkees fans, we truly do appreciate you guys at Rhino. It's the year of the monkey. It's the year of the monkeys. Yes, absolutely. And it was it was kind of neat. I was looking through the iTunes reviews and someone said, after listening to this episode of Zilch, I have more respect for the people at Rhino. And <laughs> there's one. Well, there's there's a lot. There's a lot, brother. But I want to thank you for just being a fellow fan and sharing this with us. That's why we're here. We're, we are first and foremost music fans at Rhino, and our mission is to get the music out there, and that's job number one here. So we appreciate you guys, and we love Zilch. Well, thank you very much. Well, that was your update on Good Times, and... John Hughes will let us know what's coming down the pike. Thank you again for being on Zilch today, sir. My pleasure. And that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members, past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Bird. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around. I wonder if the general public knows that TV shows like ours never die, that they just go on and on even though they're not being broadcast. We're starting to get thought balloons. We have a new record out.